we think that, that's what caffeine will do. Okay, so we're in a fascinating Gemara because we're explaining this very unusual opinion that we're really not used to, that a person can be half divorced, that they're divorced uh, and they're allowed to marry some men, but they, they're divorced, but they can't marry other men. And if they were to marry the other men regarding those other men, it's like they're still married to their first husband. That was the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, and we found the four great sages lined up uh, to uh, knock it down. Let's start again from the two dots on Pei Gimel Ahmed Bey's 83b. So, Amr um, Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua said, Hey guys, ain't meshivin esari lachar misa. You don't knock down a lion after they're dead. Meaning that you can't have a meaningful discussion uh, with somebody's opinion if they're not here to defend it. So, that makes it seem like Rabbi Shua, uh, he took the opinion of that one who he's defending. Does that mean that he agreed with Rabbi Eliezer that you can be half divorced? He also had questions on him. So therefore, what's he saying? Don't, don't knock down the lion. He also was a lion knocker down. He also didn't agree with that opinion. So how come? I also got questions on that shot. That's a wild shot. We're still going to deal with it, but it's wild. But me who, whether it's me, you really can't, uh, you don't know if he was here. He's so brilliant. I'm sure he would have answers to some of your questions. And so what was Reb Yeshua's problem with the teaching of Reb Eliezer the Titania? And the answer is, again, this is a fifth explanation. We had four yesterday from the other sages. Actually, Reb Kiva had two. So there were five explanations from four sages why they didn't agree with Reb Eliezer. I chose to learn them all one idea that divorce has to be final, that divorce has to be a total separation. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. That divorce has to be, so maybe we'll catch up those two minutes of the, uh, that, um, that divorce has to be a, a total, um, uh, a total um, separation. And most of them, even though each one had their nuance, uh, thank you. Each one had their nuance. The nuance um, had to do with it not being final, that she's still connected. She's still connected to her first husband. How do you call that a divorce? Even though that was only the, uh, the, the each one had different ways to express it. But now we're quoting a new way. This is Rabbi Yeshua. What did Rabbi Yeshua say? My pirka Rabbi Yeshua de Tanya. Omer Rabbi Yeshua. Makish kod me havaya shnia. Well, she's about to have a second havaya. Havaya means the second marriage. We're comparing her second belonging to a man, to before she took her first husband. My When a person is divorced, they go back to being single. They're going back to the way they were before they were married. And just like my codemate, good morning, Richard, we're about a little higher than the middle of the page on Pei Gimuamid Beis. My Kodmehavaya Just like when she started out, there was no strings attached. There was no other man in the picture when she committed to him. Also, when she wants to get married the second time, so that was his argument, that it can't be that she's still, well, my first husband made me promise I wouldn't marry this guy, <laughs> right? Or if I marry this guy, I'm not divorced. That, that's a string attached. Okay. Gufa. Let's examine that uh, some more. Modur, there is one exception. There is one way according to Rebbe Eliezer, that if she was half divorced, 
that she could turn it into a full divorce. We, we, we rammed this through yesterday. We didn't talk about it so much because we, we were really running out of time. And what is that? Okay, so hold on. So after we brought um, five, uh, six different problems with Rebbe Eliezer, we're still explaining Rebbe Eliezer because he's the lion. So he said, again, that a person can get divorced and permit the wife, even though usually divorce means that he's separating from her and now she can take any man, he could say, no, he's going to separate from her, he's migoreshes from her, but she can't take any man, she can only take chutzme, uh, she can take uh, besides somebody else. So there, how can she get rid of his string? He left the string attached. So how can he get rid of it? So gufa motor of lozo If he gets divorced, and he says you are permitted to any man kutsmi ploni. So what she can do is she can marry a third person and she marries somebody from the street. Now when she marries somebody from the street, she's now fully married. Once she and starts a new marriage. She's no longer connected to her previous husband. So then, if she somehow, if he dies or she gets divorced, she would then become um, permitted to the uh, one who the original condition was on. Because the condition was, if you're single, the last hubby you had said you could marry anyone but him. But once she marries somebody who she was allowed to marry, that marriage becomes the whole, she's fully married to him. So she no longer has to worry about what her first, uh, previous husband, uh, had limited divorce. That's, that's an override. That's an override, okay, that's right. Who's, who's saying this? Um, Tanakama, or is this? We're saying this in Rebbe Eliezer. Oh, yeah, Rebbe okay. Eliezer said that there's, a, uh, he can, uh, the husband right. can do a partial uh, divorce, but even he would admit if she married somebody, she kept his condition. She didn't marry that guy. She uh, married someone else. Then at that point, she wouldn't have to worry about what he said. She's, she's fulfilled the condition, and it doesn't retroactively reinstate Correct, so correct, correct, that's correct. Exactly that's right. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Um, that's clever. That I makes would, the most sense. Because you would think, I would think that, that condition like, goes for the rest of her life. Right. So that uh, mm-hmm. you know, just because kind of this next guy came in, in, the, in the middle, she's going to marry a third or fourth or fifth or sixth guy, and she violates what was said the first time, then she violated the terms of that get, and that can call into question all the children. That's, that's possible, right. So you have to, you need to explain why this is true, that once she marries someone else in between, it takes off the condition. You, you're just saying that you could have thought that it wouldn't take off the condition. Right. Correct. Okay. Um, that, that, that's, we could have fun with that, try to, uh, the, I'm sure we could come up with spores both ways, probably. Mm-hmm. But either way, now let's get back to uh, what we quoted earlier. Heishi Rav Shimon, which is trying to knock down Rebbe Eliezer. Okay, so Heishi Rav Shimon, the Lazar, Tshuva, the Lazar. He said uh, the following question. What was Rebbe Shimon ben Lazar's uh, proof against him? Heichem etzinu shezeh osur vezeh mater. Where do you find... Uh, that uh, one man uh, would be forbidden and one man would be... Uh, where do you find that uh, one person uh, can put the Isser on and one other person can take the Isser off? In other words, her first husband made her forbidden to marry that guy and now her second husband makes her permitted. That doesn't make sense. How can it be that the, second, that the new husband can now take off the Isser of the, of the other husband. Where do you find that two different people 
uh, have control over a woman, you know, that they, uh, where do you find such a thing? So he, the Morris says, is that true? That are below, Vahar Yavama. Uh, well, there's a, uh, the rule of a Yavama, that when she's married to a man and he dies without children, the Baaloser, that she's forbidden now to marry because of her husband, and she's released by a different man. In other words, the Yavam gives her chalitza, and now she's okay, and uh, one man forbid her and another man permit. What's our argument? That husband number one said, don't you dare marry Ruvain, and now because she married husband number two, she can marry Ruvain. So how can, how can a different man than the one who put the Isser on permit it? The Umar says, well, you do find such a thing because husband number one for, uh, uh, makes her forbidden to marry anyone other than his brother. And now his brother gives a chalit, says, ah, who, you know, go marry whoever you want. So you see that another man can come in the picture and yeah, you can, uh, he can let go. So is that true? The Morris says, Hosam, Yavim Asule. Over there, the Yavim is the one that made her forbidder, uh, that she can't marry because there is a brother who has to release her. To Imi Baal, because if it was from the first husband, he's deceased. Harshari Vikaima. So uh, that's not really a strong question over there. How it's that the Yavim releases her, it's the Yavim is not a different person. He's the one who caused the problem because he's potentially like the husband still alive. And so the, the problem is that she needs the release from him. The Yavim is a very funny case. In a certain way, we talked about this in Yavai, he becomes, he takes over his dead brother's marriage. So it's almost like he's the, he's the, he's, uh, he falls into his brother's marriage, so he needs to release her. So he's not a totally different person. We're trying to look for a case where one husband makes her forbidden to marry Ruvain, and then the next husband makes her permitted. And we're saying, where do you find such a thing? And we're saying, well, by the Yavim, it's not, Yavim, it's not true, because the Yavim, in a certain way, is the first husband. So that's the, the logic over here. But the Gemara doesn't give up. Well, what about vows? One person makes the vow, and you go to a rabbi, he takes it off. So you see the two different people, one can make it forbidden, and one can permit Actually, the rabbi doesn't take it off. He enables the, the person to be as if they never made it. So you're right. That question bit the dust. And Morris says, Well, what about where the husband can nullify the vow of the woman? So um, again, our question is, is there a case where one person makes something forbidden and another person can take away what that person did, right? The first husband can say, you can marry anybody but Ruvain. And now she marries the second husband, and he says, you know, go for it, right? She can, how, where do you find such a, but the says, well, what about uh, Nadorim? She makes the vow and becomes forbidden, and the husband can take that off. So you see that one person can take off another person's whammy, right? Where, where is the proof that these other five or six opinions uh, say it's okay that uh, okay. I mean, the, 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 get, the, the condition can be for the rest of her life. Where did they find that proof to begin with? No, that, that was added on Ahmed Bey's. That was Rishim ben Elazar. Uh, well, where, where did they find what? That where, how are they even conjuring up that proof that somebody can do something, put a condition that lasts for the rest of their life? That's what, that's what he said. That's what Rabbi Elazar said. Oh, that's his, that, that's where he's coming from. Right, and so they they were attacking that opinion. Yeah, gotcha. but okay. in in that opinion, we quoted a statement that he would admit if she marries someone else that the new husband can take that off. And so now we're questioning: is gotcha. that a 
is that is that a, an easy? Do you ever find that a different person, a different marriage, can remove something the first marriage didn't? Yeah. Uh, with the second marriage, after the, 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 does he have to consummate the marriage, or can he just do it again right after the um, That's a good question. I oh, just to eliminate <laughs> the condition. Uh, <laughs> that's a clever girl. Uh, I hadn't <laughs> thought about it, but I don't see why not. <laughs> you said I can't marry him. Okay, I'll marry him. Get the divorce and go. Okay. But, but the idea, question here right now, Umar is asking is, do you ever find that one person can create the problem and a different person can fix? So Umar is saying, well, in the Dorim, a person opens their big mouth and they go to the rabbi, but even the rabbi, it's not that he's a new person, he fixes it. And they said, well, the wife makes a vow and the husband fixes it. So the Umar says, the reason the husband can fix it is, not, is because technically he's part of the wife. She, when she made the vow, she understood that it was only with his consent. So the reason he can fix it is, is not that he's a total stranger to it. It's, it's understood that the wife meant my husband will go along with it. Okay, now, we, we've got, again, we're going back to the, uh, the, all the different arguments against Rebbe Lazar. So what, the strong one was Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah. He, he answered, we're, we're repeating what we quoted in Amman Aleph to explain it a little more. He said, He says the word divorce, the word, the Torah says, the, the Torah doesn't actually use the word divorce. It says he writes her Sefer Krisus. He writes her a scroll of division. Uh, the, a scroll that will create a severance. It'll, it'll severe. She, they became one, and he's going to write her a document that's going to sever that relationship. So if that severs the relationship, it can't be that she still has to listen. My first husband said, don't marry him. It's been severed. And so those other opinions that don't agree with this, uh, the word from the Croesus, what does he do with the meaning of that Pusik? What do the other opinions do with that Pusik? Why does the Torah use that word, uh, book of division or separation? My of it, right? So the Lord said, that's a famous thing. It's used for the following teaching. If the husband says, I'll give you the divorce on the condition that you don't drink wine anymore. You never go back to your parents' house. That's not a divorce. Shloshim Yom, if the condition is for 30 days, Hareza Krisis. We learn from here that it has to be something that a, a divorce has to be, have the potential to be final. But if there's a condition that lasts forever, then the divorce isn't final. So, I, so uh, how, does, how is um, Rebbe Lozab and Azari going to know that? Me Karis Krisis. It could have said Karis. It cut. It said Krisus. That's double. I, how come the other one doesn't learn Chorus Krisis? Lo Darish, he doesn't darshan it. Let's go look at that case. He said, here's your divorce on condition, don't drink wine. All the days of your life, Ainza Krisis. That's not sever- That's not separation. Ko, what about if you said, Ko Chaye Ploni? As long as somebody else is alive, then that potentially, that uh, she could be fully divorced, Chorus Krisis. That would be a severance. How, what's the difference between the life of one person? Maybe he'll die and she'll get to keep the condition. Even her life. His life. Maybe. How do, you, who do, we, how do we know who's going to die first? If she says, as long as you're alive, 
you won't be able to do it, then it won't be cut off. As long as it's my life or somebody else's life, then it would be cut off. Okay, moving along. We haven't had enough boys. Let's do a new boy over here at the two dots at the bottom. Boy mine rava me rev nachman. Again, we need the definition of a divorce. He says, Hayom ielishi. That's it. Today, you're not my wife anymore. Tomorrow, let's see. Tomorrow, atishti. So can he divorce her today? Today, if you decide to take another man, you are free and clear. But tomorrow, all bets are off. Can you be divorced in the present and not in the future? Well, it's limited, but it should she choose to marry today. So, you can ask this in both opinions. You can ask this in He only said it to the one who, per, uh, who permits her to, to get married, uh, to be divorced, it's a, it's a permanent divorce. But over here, the future, she's not divorced. So even Rebbe Eliezer, who says you could do a partial divorce, partial means to half the men in the world you'll be divorced and half the men you won't, or to all of them but one, but he, it's still from now and forever. But he never said you could divorce in the present and not in the future. So even he might not agree that you can't be divorced today and not tomorrow. Or maybe there's no difference. Yeah. When you think about it, isn't that what Abraham and Sarah did? He said, uh, you know, say you're not my wife now, but he never had in mind that he was going to separate himself from her forever. He knew that there was some sort of plan that Baruch was working out, but he did separate himself from Sarah. Is that the way you learned that 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 he was actually separating, or he was just saying, "Let's let's mention this other point." Was he saying that she's not my wife, or was he just saying? I think Rashi learned that he was just saying she's also his his sister. In other words, I think Abraham knew that that she was going to be taken away, and they did take her away. So while she was in Beis Paro, she wasn't with him. But she was still his wife. I, I didn't learn that way. In other words, I learned. Rebbe Foyle is bringing a proof. Um, he, he's saying that you see that Paro was punished because he was still married to her. Um, but which is yeah, the same thing. But uh, but it's an interesting point. What Richard is suggesting is, did Abraham temporarily divorce her and say, "Well, you're not my wife now, so I can tell them, you know, I'm your sister." So again, I didn't learn that way. The um, but the verse sounds like he was punished because he, she was still his wife and, she, and he took her. But uh, okay, if you see somebody that learned that way, let me know. Um, uh, but the question is, do we find that you can be divorced in the present and potentially be taken back in the future? That's the question. So even like the view that you can be partially divorced, that's if it's permanent. But who said you could be divorced in the present and not in the future? And or the or maybe there's no difference. Once you can be partially divorced, you can cut it different ways. You can be divorced to everybody but one man, or you can be divorced today and not tomorrow. He didn't let go totally. In the present, you're totally the Pasuk. Right now, she's totally released. She can marry anybody she wants today. But tomorrow, no. Busted the boy Hutter Pasha. After he threw out the question, he answered it as we finally get to today's page. Mistava Baylor loves Baylor Abana Kivin the Pasca Pasca. That um, once he um, 
allows her to uh, to remarry, it, it can't be that later on she'll become married. The um, and um, let's look in Tosus. Oh, Mistav Vein Lozavin Tap Tosus, Pirish Umigoreshish Laolam. And they'll be divorced forever. In other words, you can't be divorced in the present and not the future. Once you cut it, so to speak, in other words, divorce is a severance. Once you sever what connected them, you can't reattach. <laughs> you can't say, today we're fully divorced and you can marry any man you want, but tomorrow I'm taking it back. At least not in the same transaction. Correct, correct, right, right, right. In other words, that if it's severed, if you cut what connected them, then how could it be tomorrow they're remarried in 100%, even though she didn't take the action to marry someone else? That's what the Morris says. Okay. Tanarabban. What about if he makes a condition, here's your divorce, but you can't marry him? That she can't marry him. What happens if she did? I don't care what he said. She doesn't have to get divorced. My comer, what's the Gemara saying? This is what it means. Um, um, I read this wrong. Let's start. Let's start the case again. Here's your divorce. Uh, but only if you marry this person. She, he's saying, You're, you don't have to marry me. I'll, I'll give you a total severance from me if you agree to marry this one. And you'll see what misery is. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, that's the tie, okay. All right. So then, so now she could take him up on it, right? He says you shouldn't take him up on it. But if she did... Uh, if she took the deal, she could stay married to him. So my comma, what does it mean to say? We just said you should, he, she shouldn't do that. So I'm read Nachman Hachikama. This is what it means to say. I think, that, I think that line means that she can't marry anyone. Well, that was the condition. The condition was that she's only divorced if she marries him. So that's her only option. Our question is, can she marry him? Right, and then it says, so this woman can't marry Correct, correct. That's what's going to come out because that was his condition. So, why can't she marry him? Then people will say that they gave their wife away as a gift. She gifted him, you know, she said, you, you know, you're divorced, get out of here, and you can only... Yeah, and that's... Uh, we don't like such a uh, concept that people... Uh, today they would say they trafficked their wife to somebody, right? Or however you... Uh, Let's say she wanted to do it. Lo Why? Um, because it, um, so now the more has a question though. We don't like it that she married him because it looks like he gifted her to him. But the Gemara said Mushum But because um, uh, of a rabbinic decree that we don't want her to um, uh, to be look look like she's giving a gift. Lo we're not going to take him away from her. Vesharin Eishes Ishl Alma, are we going to then permit her to marry anybody? Um, this is a condition, and we're saying you can ignore this condition because we don't like it. But it, it's a uh, she's still married, so how could we then let her go marry anyone she wants? Alom Rebnam, how this is what it means to say? She shouldn't marry him. Ideally, Shem Yom Nosmatana. 
because then people will say you can give away your wife as a gift. In this is low, and it, had she done it, low say, then she doesn't have to get divorced. Just because of her rabbinic decree, we won't force her to get divorced. It implies that she couldn't marry him, the one who the husband tried to give her away to. But she could marry someone else. How could she marry somebody else? This is kind of dealing with what Richard said. She didn't keep his condition. He said, you're only divorced if you marry him. Maybe you want to say, maybe she'll marry him for a day, and then get divorced, and that way she fulfilled his condition. And it's similar to the one who argues on Reb Yehuda. What's that? The Idmar. A person swears it should be my eyes should be forbidden to me today if I fall asleep. Uh, I'm sorry. My eyes should be forbidden to me today if I uh, my eyes are forbidden to sleep today if I sleep tomorrow. He wants to take a vow that I'm going to stay awake all of tomorrow. So Hayom, you shouldn't sleep today because Shema Yishan because maybe you won't keep the condition. Reb Nachman says no, no problem. Yishan Hayom. Let him go to bed today. We don't have to worry that you won't keep the condition tomorrow. So basically, you can make a con- you can uh, do something now and not worry that you won't keep the condition in the future. So he said, you're divorced today as long as you marry him. So she said, you know what? I'll marry someone else. And then sometime in the future, when I'm in the old age home, I'll marry that guy. So... Uh, why? Um, so you see that you can fulfill a condition on your terms whenever you want. He said, you're divorced? Good, I'll marry the guy who I want to marry. I, I, you know, I got to marry him. Who, he didn't say I have to some marry him today. At some point in time. So the Morris says, how do you compare the two? I mean, today you can make sure you don't sleep tomorrow. Why? Because you want to keep yourself awake. You can take a pin. And if you fall asleep, you fall on the pin. They, they, uh, there was a great sage, I think, that used to learn on top of uh, a table. And if he'd fall asleep, he'd fall that way. He wouldn't fall asleep. Or they stick their feet in cold water. There are ways to stay awake all night, right? Uh, below Noim, they don't fall asleep. Hacha. But over here, if she marries this guy, how does she know he's ever going to let go? The day Kaimlagarshe? He might not ever divorce her, and then she'll never be able to keep the condition. And then retroactively, she's an adulteress, right? So, so really, if he made the condition that you can uh, only marry this guy, she can't marry him because it looks like he's being given a gift. And she can't marry someone else because she never knows that she'll get to do the condition. Lo, lo tenase, to him, she can't marry People will say she was gifted. And someone else she can't marry, because she should keep the condition. If she did marry him, she can stay married. Just because of the rabbinic decree that we don't like the way it looks, we won't make her get divorced. But if she married somebody else, we will make them get divorced because the boy like human tonight, she's got to keep the condition that she marries that other guy. Let's bring a proof that Rav is right. She shouldn't marry him or somebody else. But if she did marry him, she marries somebody else. Okay, so that's an that's a interesting case. 
What, what happens in general if a woman is married and then someone else marries her? Does the second condition even take place? No, or? impossible. One, 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 one wife per customer. So then, so then what, why does this second condition have to be... Well, no, no. She's only eligible to marry someone. She's only divorced if she eventually will marry the other guy. And so the problem is that she married someone else in between, and we don't know if she'll ever marry the other guy. And then if she never marries the other guy, it'll come out she never married this guy either. She was still married to husband number one. That's the problem. Complicated case. New case. Tanarabonim. Harezigidamasha uh, so he says, here's your divorce, jump in a lake, go, you know, go to the sky. Go down there, <laughs> jump, that's the jump in a lake, right? Or, so, uh, swallow a stick seven feet long, go do that. Bring me a stick that's a hundred mana wide. Cross the river with your feet. He's not giving a get, he's... He's, he's saying something impossible. Rabbi Yehuda ben Tema Omar Kazeget. He says, no, it is a get. Um, so, uh, let's see, there is. Um, I, Klal Omar of Yehuda, he explains himself. Kol Tanai, any time a condition is made, she'i apshil kaimo besofo, that's impossible to ever keep the condition. Behisnala bitchilaso. And he said that condition. Here's your get that you jump in a lake. Here's a get that you climb the sky. He's just shooting his mouth off. That's called he's just He's just letting off steam. But you can ignore it. Somebody says something ridiculous, just ignore it. <laughs> Good rule, by the way. <laughs> right? So if he says, here's your get on the condition, so it doesn't mean that she's not divorced. It just means he's shooting his mouth off. Uh, we agree with him, which is interesting. Again, there's two opinions. If a guy makes a condition that's crazy, so you could say that means she's not divorced. Or you could say that he's just shooting his mouth off. But he says, we agree with you. And the Mishnah implies that our Mishnah said, if he made a condition that you could keep, then it's a good condition. The implication is, how he eptured tonight, if it's impossible to keep the condition, tenai bottle, shmamina. Okay, that's that's fascinating. That's again a new case. Uh, and if if you thought we had interesting, well, whatever. Now let's ask the next question. Iboy lahu, another boy. Here's your divorce on the condition sheochol basur chazir. You eat some bacon. Here's your divorce, but you're going to eat pig. If you eat pig, you'll be divorced. You don't eat pig, you won't be. So is that a good divorce or not? Omar Abaye, he, he, it's the same thing. She can't do that. Since she can't do that, he's just shooting his mouth off. It's okay. Rabbi says, no. She can eat pig and then she'll get lashes. Yeah, I was going to say, this is different. This is possible. It is possible, right, right, right. So that's really the question. Is this, is this possible? Could she do it and get lashed or is it not possible? Um, so Klal might. what do we mean? So what's the rule? Basar Chazir, when he said this is a rule that anything that's impossible, he included. Um, he came to include Basar Chazir. It's not possible to eat pig. Le Rava Kazer Lamute Basar Chazir. He said, no, it is possible. So 
So we're debating about if it's totally impossible, that's one thing. What about if it's uh, something that's uh, like uh, technically possible? Where's the questionnaire? What about she says, her husband says, here's your divorce, but you have to have relations with this person. So Niskaim Tanai, and she does it. get it's a divorce. You never have relations with my father, your father. We're not worried that she'll, she'll do that. And it doesn't say on the condition that she has relations with the parent. So like a baye, an option, giving her an option to do a sin is not an option. According to Rava, that is an option. She could have relations with them and face the music. So Amalak Rava Bishlam Basal Khazir with if she eats pork, that is an option to Okhabalakya. She could eat it and get a whooping. And Plodi Namni and what about having relations with that man? Well, if you pay somebody enough money, maybe he'll do it. You could pay him to marry her for a day. Uh, but to have relations with her father or his father, is that up to her? Even if she's willing to do something forbidden. That's impossible. Uh, something impossible you know, she doesn't have to keep. So something impossible would be like having relations with my father, your father. Kazeg comes to include Basar Khazir. As we turn the page, Abaye, according to Abaye, Klausui Basar Khazir comes to include um, impossible is doing an Avera. Kazel Amute Ploni. If she said to have relations with Ploni, that is possible. So again, uh, the question is if he makes a, a, a very unlikely condition. So how do we look at it? Like these conditions to have um, uh, to do a sin or to have relations with somebody. That's the question that we're asking right now. Uh, he makes, this is your divorce on the condition you eat pork. Or if she's not a Kohen, on the condition that she eats truma. If she's not Kohen eligible. Or if she took the vow not to drink wine. So basically, the condition was that she's going to sin. If she fulfills the condition, it's a divorce. So like Rava, it's Nika, because a sin is possible as long as she faces the punishment. So it, it's one thing if, she, if he makes an impossible condition. But if he makes a condition that's a sin, according to Rava, technically, uh, that would be an option for her. According to Yabai, she can't. Who says that this is, according to everybody, it's only like that other opinion? Fine. So, uh, meanwhile, we're having an argument where a husband makes a condition with the wife, okay, you want a divorce? You'll be divorced if you do this sin. Is that considered, uh, it, is it a good divorce if she does the sin? That's the question. I, the more says, this is the question that's bothering all of us. This condition goes against the Torah. How can he give her a divorce on condition she eats pig? Uh, that goes against the Torah. But cold Masnama, anytime you make a condition against the Torah, we have a famous rule. You don't have to keep that condition. Tenai Bartal. So Omar Ravada Bradervika, Ki Amrina Masnama Torah. When do we have this famous rule? That you can not make conditions against the Torah. And if you did, Tenai Bartal, you can ignore it. Kigon, Sherek, Susana. He says, You know what? I'll marry you, but I won't support you. 
So the Ka'akar, he's trying to uproot. There's no such thing. You, the Torah says you must support your wife. Avu Haka, over here, Ihi Ka'akra. Um, over here, um, she's the one who's, uh, who's, who's doing it. She doesn't need uh, to get divorced. So she's choosing. He didn't make a condition that she has to violate the Torah. He said, uh, if you want a divorce, this is what you got to do. Uh, is she uprooting the Torah? It's only to keep his condition. Doesn't that mean it's like he did it? When do we say it's a condition of the Torah? Tonight, That's over there. The Torah wants him to support her. But over here, when he makes the condition, did he say that you're required to eat pig? She doesn't have to eat pig. The question is, when the husband makes the condition, is he requiring a violation of the Torah? No, he's not. He's saying, if you want to be divorced, you could do this. But he's not saying you have to be divorced. In fact, he might be telling her, I don't want you to be divorced. Divorcing me would be a sin. You're willing to sin? Okay, go. That's, in effect, what he's saying. If you, if you want to violate the Torah, you know, you want to destroy this marriage, go eat chazer, and then, you've just, then, then, uh, then, uh, then I'll, I'll let you go. So he didn't force her to do this. It's only the rule that if you make a condition against the Torah, it's, it's nullified. That's if you say you must violate the Torah. But over here, there's nobody forcing her to be divorced. Okay, so then uh, we continue on. So what happened if he made this condition that's no good? Uh, according to the opinions that it's no good, we said, no problem, let him take it back and re-give it. Mantana, whose opinion it says he can take it back and, and re-give it? So, Omar, Chizki, Rishim, Ben Elazar, Yitani, Rishim, Ben Elazar, Omar, Achi, Lenu, Haimena, Viyaksavi, no, he can take it back, and he says, here's your divorce without conditions. Reb Yochanan, he says a different answer. Filu Tema, Rebbe, he says, you can even go like Rebbe. Um, now, uh, Rebbe was the one who said, uh, he argues on Reb Shimon ben Elazar that you can't take it back. Uh, you, you have to give a new divorce. What's the reason you have to give a new divorce? So he quotes uh, a sage called Reb Kahana. And Reb Kahana's nickname was Dilchon. Dilchon means your Rebbe, the one of yours. Let's see the Rashi very quickly. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of higher up. Dilchon Omar, Reb Kahana Shail Mishalchem. Uh, you know, your, your guy, Mebavil, it came up from Sha'ol Ertzel Limutomer of Yochanan. He was one of the, he came up to learn from Yochanan. It says over there, Vishovi Menu. What happened was that they, Reb Yochanan was the brilliant sage of the time in Israel. And when Reb Kahana came up from Bavil to learn by Reb Yochanan, so there were certain questions that they weren't able to answer in Reb Yochanan's base Medrash. And they asked, and Reb Kahana knew the answer to all of them. And so from that time on, they called him Dilchon. Like, you're, you know, wow, he's, he's pretty good, your guy, your you're Rebbe, your Dilchon. So that was his nickname, was Dilchon, uh, your guy. So he says, Shani the There's a view that this divorce that was given with the condition uh, means that e- even though it's not a good divorce and it has to be redone, it is, she is considered divorced that uh, if her husband died, she did get a divorce, even though she got a divorce that wasn't good. And so the reason it can't be used is because it did something, this divorce. And therefore, you have to write a totally new one. 
Uh, but uh, if it hadn't done something, then you could take it back and rewrite it. So again, the question was, if somebody gave a divorce and made a condition that, that invalidated the divorce, could he take the divorce back and recycle it? So if it hadn't been used at all, it can be recycled. If it had been used, it did something, then when it was given, and it wasn't given correctly, then you have to write a whole new one. So then we said a new thing. We said, what about if he wrote the condition inside and then erased it? So we said, that's no good. That's what the Mishnah said, pshita. Uh, so why does, why does Rip Safra repeat it? So Umar said, um, I would have said, I would have said, that's because he wrote the condition after the main body of the divorce. Uh, but if he wrote it before the basic get, even if he didn't write it, if he just said it, it would be no good. If he wrote the divorce with a condition in mind that's no good, the divorce is no good. Rabbi says, Loshna el If it's only after the Torah, if it's no good. If he wrote it before, if he said it, even uh, if they had that in mind, even before they wrote the body of the get, even if he just said it, Nami Puzzle. And that's consistent with what Rabbi said. He said that people who write the get, Shesiku, be quiet, Shesuki. Labal, keep the husband quiet at Kitsivu Latorif to get until until you write. Didn't you say a story, Rabbi Golding, of uh, the husband was speaking up for the get and the sofer said, Get him out of here and uh, don't because he it, husband when the scroll is being written, uh, they're not supposed to add any conditions at the time of the writing before the essential get is written. And so over here also, uh, the, what we're adding is we're talking about where he didn't make a full divorce. He said, I'll let you be divorced as long as you don't marry him, according to the view that you can't do that. And so the question was, what about if they didn't write it, but they just said it, or they write it and they erased it, so they have the potential to invalidate the get. Tan Rabban. One final Tan Rabbanan in a packed day. Call it Tanayim Psulim Beget, Divei Rabbi. You can't make any conditions. But they say, Kol If it's a condition that if you said it, It'll be no good, and then if you write, it'll be no good. Kosh enu pasu al If you could make a verbal condition, enu pasu b'ksav. It won't. It won't make it uh, in writing. Well, If you said accept, that would be no good. If you made it verbally, pasu b'ksav. Al minas. If you use the words on the condition, enu pasu al which would not make it invalid if you said it. You could actually put it into the body of the divorce. Again, this is something we've been saying also. There's a difference between chutz, meaning that you're divorced except, which means you're not fully divorced. If you're fully divorced, but I want this condition met, that she would be, you can actually put it into the body of the document. What's this new debate? The debate is before you wrote the essential get. The Rebbe Sabar Gazrina Aminasa to chutz. He says, even though potentially you could do it, if you can't do one, uh, we're, we won't let you do any because we're afraid that you'll invalidate the get. They don't make such a rule, and we'll take that up tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Wow.